0: Actually, I did have a uh I had kind of a fun idea. Mhm. All right, so it's like it's like a drink, okay? And you take uh you take six shots. And in every single shot glass, you line them up and you put uh food coloring in each one, right? So so drop a red, drop a green, drop a yellow, drop a purple, drop a orange, drop a blue in each one. Okay. Right? And then you pour like let's say like vodka or something like that, something clear, maybe some clear rum, and you mix it all together in like a golden glass and you call it the infinity poor
1: I'm done <laughs> I'm going away now <laughs>
0: Welcome to panel to screen. I'm Bo, and I'm Bell. Bell, Ben, are you are you feeling are you feeling so good? I don't feel so, Bell. <laughs> no. Okay. Spoilers. Spoiler. Spoiler. Spoilers. Before we do anything, spoilers. Yes.
1: Yes. Spoilers. Okay. You, yeah.
0: All right. So that's out of the way. Yes. Of course, you are listening to the most unnecessary show on the internet. It's Bo. It's Bell. We talk about comic books. Talk about movies. Talk about comic book movies. <laughs> and a lot of other stuff as well. And spoilers. Yes, definitely spoilers this time. Okay, so, Bell, Infinity War. It has happened. We are super late to the game, but ideally by this point, everybody has seen it. Uh, This was one of those movies. I mean, it is the most ambitious crossover in cinema history. I don't think that's an understatement at all. It's not just marketing jargon. It is true. And it is, I have seen this uh, stated before, so I'm just regurgitating what I have seen. And I think this is also true. It is this generation's empire strike back it is this generation's luke i am your father there is a ending to this movie that is so catastrophic and so spoiler heavy that it is impossible to talk about if you have not seen this movie without absolutely ruining it for you yes that is very true going into this movie bell thanos the mad titan he has been behind the scenes for quite some time ever since the original avengers we've been looking forward to this just out of the gate What'd you think?
1: Uh, I was very impressed. It was it was one of those things where I was kind of worried about how they're going to fit 40 characters into a movie and make it work. But uh, the way they divided the subplots, uh, they kept them real short. And so it was like, you know, each subplot had like, you know, three points to it. Right. So it's like, you know, you got your A, B and your C and then everybody came back down and met up in Wakanda. And so you didn't get lost as you jumped from subplot to subplot and from character to character. And uh, I just yeah, I, 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 I thought it was. Really well done. Uh very good. Uh I'm there are things I'll talk about later, but like, you know, uh I thought the ending was great. Uh I didn't didn't see the snap happening. Thought it might have happened in the next one. And that's how they kind of like, you know, mm. changed the the uh the world for the next uh, uh, for the next you know, wave of Avengers film or whatever. But yeah, man, I, I thought it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, blew all my expectations out of the water. I, I had so many theories going in, almost every single one of them was wrong. Ah, uh, the only thing that I think I got right was that Loki was going to die in the uh, the first few minutes, which of course did happen. But yeah, look. So they chose a very ambitious route here. They chose a very, I think, wise route of making this movie all about Thanos. It's it's really when it comes down to it, this is the, this is the tale of two individuals more so than anything else. It's it's Tony. And it's Thanos. And it's really Thanos first and Tony second.
1: I would argue that it's just... Th- like, this is Thanos' movie, right? Like, you know, we got an Iron Man. We got a we got a Doctor Strange movie. We got a Black Panther movie. This is the Thanos movie.
0: It's true, except for that the Iron Man actually got development apart from Thanos. Like, we get to see him with Pepper Potts, and we get to see him kind of, you know, with his relationship with Peter and that, that sort of thing. So those are not necessarily tied directly into Thanos. And so from that standpoint, that's where I kind of see him as kind of like a uh a, a secondary character to what is really Thanos's film
1: sure and and i you know tony's a very important part of the mcu and and this being the uh you know closing act or second to last act to the uh you know the the first phase of marvel like the, the uber phase i guess you could say then yeah clearly he would take a, a a pretty important role there i would say
0: yeah man i mean this is this is the marvel cataclysm like everything Is is is, has changed at the end of this movie, and and yes, you know we we'll we'll get into theories and how you know it may or may not be you know like that for forever and always, but it certainly has ramifications that are going to play into the next film and really set up what will be the future of Marvel. Kevin Feige has been working behind the scenes. Now, y'all know, longtime listeners of Panel to Screen know we got Kevin Feige on speed dial. Uh, He hasn't he hasn't been answering our calls lately. That's fine. He's got he's got a lot going on, but we know we know. That you know he he's been he's been playing the long ball game here, and you know you mentioned it already, Bell But but with all of these different characters getting like their little arcs and feeling so very uh, satisfied to the extent that this movie needed their arcs to be satisfied, I, w- I was just utterly impressed. Other than Thanos, because we're, we're going to talk about the Mad Titan quite a bit, but other than Thanos, which characters did you enjoy the most? Uh, so as far as characters go, I, I think it. I mean, I guess. I guess you
1: could say it was the interactions between characters, but uh, cause I, I liked Thor's interaction with rocket and mm. with uh, the guardians in general, especially with Peter Quill. Like I thought that was kind of, and, and, Groot, you know, so I, I would say Thor Thor was definitely one of those cause his interactions with the guardians were just, was were great. Uh, I really liked Thanos. I, I thought he was a very compelling villain. Uh, I thought they did a great job with him. Uh, and I, I think, uh, uh, you know, it's probably one of the better villains that, that the Marvel universes has ever come up with. Uh, maybe even better than Loki. I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, Dev. I I would say actually, like, League's better than Loki. In fact, if you look at the last phase of Marvel films and what they've done with, you know, villains like Ego, Killmonger, now Thanos, like the quote unquote villain problem that Marvel has had, I I don't think it's it's fair to put that at their feet anymore. They've got some insanely compelling, like really really satisfying villains.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and Thanos is just the uh the, the tip of that iceberg, and I I think he's one of the most interesting villains they've had. I mean, it's kind of Black Panther just came out, and Killmonger was also a, a similar kind of idea. No, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's it's it, not to not to steal any of Black Panther's thunder, but uh, I, I I do think that uh, the 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 kind of villain, i suppose that that both killmonger and thanos are i think thanos kind of like did it a little bit better
0: well he's he's playing with the whole universe the the benefit of killmonger is that his you know the the quote unquote good ideas that he has you know the kind of the points that he makes are a little bit more like realistic in the terms that we could we can feel those in, in kind of our our life and society and culture today whereas thanos it's not that, that that's not also true of some of the things that he's kind of promoting but his is so cosmic and so out there and so grand that it makes it more kind of fantastic as opposed to um, a physical, let's say, of of uh, of Killmonger's uh, approach. But yeah, man, Thanos—they made this dude relatable. Uh, you actually—I I, I don't know about you, man, but I actually was able to get into his shoes to actually feel the emotions that he was feeling, even though he's a, a tyrant and a madman and, you know, obviously a, a sociopath, a psychopath and a, uh, you know, a murderer on a, on a planetary scale or a, I'm sorry, a universal scale when he's talking to Gamora uh, this child that he kidnapped, that he tortured, that he abused. Like, when he's talking to her, you you get in this weird, twisted way that he does actually care for her. They were able to sell that in a way that I didn't think they were going to be able to.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, yeah, uh, what is the line that, that she says? Uh, he's like, you know, she, you did all this stuff to me and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, now you're the most, you know... You know, you're the baddest woman in the universe, basically. Like, like essentially he was doing those things to protect her because he cared about her because he didn't want anything bad to happen to her. So he gave her the skills and whatnot that she needed to be the best, despite them being horrible things that he did to her to gain that. Right. Like, because mm. his in his mind, like those are the things he's like, yeah, so what? Uh, it's the the, the the ends justify the means is basically his uh, his whole mantra. And yeah, you see that with Gamora as well.
0: Dude, Gamora, her entire arc that we've seen, and this this goes throughout through all the characters across this film and across this universe. Like, this movie was really kind of the perfect culmination of who she has been and the journey that she's been going on in terms of to defining what family is, who her family is, how she has been brought up, who her family has been, and ultimately what she becomes to her, you know, I guess... First adopted family, let's say, um, you know, in, in Guardians two, when she's talking to Nebula, and Nebula is, they're they're talking about being brought up by Thanos and how abusive he was, and the the tension that existed between them, because you know, while they fought, and while uh, Gamora stood by, Nebula was being tortured and abused, and like like torn apart and everything else, and Nebula was resentful because her sister never stood up for her. You know like like you were the you were the strong one. You were the best. You were his favorite. You had the pull and you never went to bat for me. And so to see that whole bond and that whole journey they went on in Guardians 2 pay off in this movie in this kind of twisted way where she is being literally ripped apart. Nebula is literally being ripped apart. And to have Gamora step up and say like no, stop this. It's it's like the answer yeah. to the question that was put forth in Guardians 2. And it was so brilliantly done, man. Like, I loved Gamora's arc.
1: Yeah. Well, what was it? It's like, you know, Nebula was saying, uh, you wanted to win. I wanted a sister. Mm. And uh,
0: mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that, that that cut deep. And you could tell because she was like, you know, asking Peter to kill her to protect that secret. But she sees her sister in, in dire straits. And she's like, all right, whatever. Granted, I mean, Thanos knew. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> so it's kind of you know uh uh she didn't know how much leverage he actually had on her and so uh yeah, that was that was, but but still, though. Yeah, the, the circle is now complete. You know, they are they are now truly sisters as opposed to uh, rivals and whatnot.
0: Absolutely. Look, there were so many like standout, really like ultra cool moments throughout that I just peppered throughout this movie. Uh, you got, of course, the forging of Stormbreaker uh, and kind of the combination yeah. of this Stormbreaker of the comics and of course the Ultimates version of of Mjolnir, or at least the first iteration of of that uh, hammer in in the Ultimates universe. Uh, you had. The uh, you know even just like the 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 dwarven uh, forge that was referenced in the in the first uh, in the first Thor movie and and to have to bring in Peter Dinklage as a giant dwarf brilliant casting <laughs> brilliant casting yeah,
1: that man was, that was hilarious Tyrion I was, in I, space. I, I did not see that coming at
0: all. Dude, speaking of, all right, so this is the thing, man. Speaking of things I didn't see coming at all, bringing it back to Red Skull, going back to the original Captain America and actually bringing Red Skull back in as kind of the guardian of the Soul Stone. Did you, did did you know that was coming? Had no idea.
1: Was really sad to find out that it wasn't Hugo Weaving, though, but uh, uh had no idea Red Skull was going to show up in here. I'd always wondered what happened to him and whether or not he would make another appearance after getting, you know, teleported away by the Tesseract. And uh, I wonder if if they just left that open on purpose or if that was like that they had planned it so long ago that, you know, he was going to be the keeper of the Soul Stone.
0: I can't imagine. I would I would think that they were just kind of like putting him on, you know, putting him on on ice, so to speak. Uh, until they could figure out where they wanted to go, I was you know I didn't realize it was not Hugo weaving until I found that out after the movie. like the guy that they got to play it um was actually so good that i I had no clue, and i gotta tell you, I'm not heartbroken by that at all to me, it just makes it easier that you know the right actor can really kind of put on that character and and come back like let's say, could you imagine if they pulled that character after you know the next Avengers? Uh, pull him back to earth and make him like a villain on agents of shield. Do you know how quickly I would come back to agents of shield?
1: I don't think you could do that with red skull and agents of shield. I think, I don't know.
0: Really? Cause I mean like he's the head of Hydra.
1: Is Hydra still around on agents of shield? I hadn't kept up with it in a long time. I tell time. you
0: what, if, if freaking red, red skull came back to earth from space, Hydra would be coming back real quick. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he would, he would assemble a Hydra real, real fast. Uh, plus, plus, bring in like cosmic knowledge and everything else. And, you know, with the last time I watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was a couple of seasons ago. But as I recall, they were tying Hydra's origins or, or aspects of tie- Hydra's origins into cosmic level stuff. I actually thought about that specifically with, um, you know, the the reveal that Red Skull's in space. But anyway, the, so Red Skull popping up, big thing. Storm, Stormbreaker being forged, uh, huge thing. Uh, the, the moment where Bucky picks up rocket raccoon and like spins around does the whole spin move awesome uh you know that interchange too about how much for the arm the oh i'm gonna get that arm like so perfect so
1: perfect yeah well the 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 scene on nowhere like that was really well done too
0: oh yeah man like okay so that's the thing they made thanos very killable which i think was a brilliant decision they made him powerful but very killable because we saw I mean, in this he got movie and this fake, you
1: know, and <laughs> yeah,
0: the fake nowhere and, and you believed it. Like that's the thing that you yeah. you you felt it. You're like, "Oh, okay, they can kill this guy. He's not he's not invincible." And like I, that was one of three moments in the movie where it kind of communicated to you that, yeah, like this this is a this is a villain that is not so unstoppable that he cannot be like like ended. Like this is such a this is this is this path that he is on There are so many moments that should end it, but then don't. And, of course, now we know with the reveal from Doctor Strange, uh, you know, there's only one reality. There's only one timeline in which they're actually successful. Hopefully, that is the timeline that we're on. Doctor Strange, man, in many respects, this was his movie in a big way. Anybody that was carrying an Infinity Stone or was in the vicinity of one, this was really their movie as well. We got to see Doctor Strange, like, performing on a level that I don't think we've ever seen before. Like, his power level in this, huge.
1: I actually went back and watched Dr. Strange uh, after seeing this movie just because I, I, I like Dr. Strange and I just, you know, was like, man, I want to I want to rewatch his origin story again. And uh, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, he got he had a lot of screen time and a lot of cool stuff. And uh, I was really glad to see more of him because I just kind of forgot how much I liked uh, <laughs> that Dr. Strange movie.
0: Well, you know, Strange is actually a really he's, he's a fascinating character and he's, he's one that plays well against everyone else. Uh, kind of in a similar fashion as T'Challa. Because like Strange and, and Black Panther, they're not Avengers. They're not trying to be Avengers. They don't need the Avengers. And kind of what they do is outside of that realm. Like if they're all teaming up, it's out of, uh, what was it that Tony said? Professional courtesy? Like that's yeah. that's their relation. They've got, they, they, you know, Doctor Strange protects the universe and, and reality. Uh, you know, T'Challa is the king of Wakanda. They're not necessarily superheroes beyond what they do for the realms in which uh, they, they oversee. And so, like, having somebody like a Doctor Strange in the same room with Tony Stark and kind of this idea of, like, Tony's trying to boss him around and Strange isn't even having it was perfect. Like, that was the perfect way to communicate that dynamic there. Yeah. <laughs> I was really
1: sad though that we didn't see a uh you know cool facial hair bros high five though.
0: I you know, I thought about that too. <laughs> <laughs> like um, it's like oh nice goatee. Oh nice goatee. You know, th- nothing like that.
1: Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's interesting too because Vision also had a lot to do uh in this film as well and and uh, it, it was really interesting though the the parallels between uh the the good guys quote and the bad guys Uh, And how different approaches to doing things. Right. Because, you know, Thanos is all about sacrifice and like you need sacrifice in order to in order to achieve goals. Whereas the Avengers are like, we don't trade lives. We're not going to uh, uh, kill you. uh, Vision. Uh, There's got to be another way. There's always got to be another way. And it ends up, you know, ultimately being uh, being their downfall. Uh, which I, I thought that was that was really neat too. I really kind of enjoyed what they were doing with Vision and how he was kind of like, Nah, I'm cool. With sacrifice myself. It means this guy can't kill half the universe, you know?
0: <laughs> right, uh, right?
1: Yeah. They they did they did some neat stuff with him as well.
0: And you know, to have Wanda be the one, you know, I, I caught more about this in the second time I watched the movie. But Wanda, her powers, you know, the, Vision says about the stone that it put, could possibly be destroyed by a power source that is very similar to its own. And if you think about what Wanda, what the the Scarlet Witch's power set is from the comics, she has this control over reality. She can literally rewrite reality. And of course her power, the way that it manifests, is in this kind of red uh, energy, kind of misty, dustiness that's very reminiscent of the Power Stone itself. I'm sorry, the reality gem itself.
1: Yeah, but I mean, she got her powers from the Mind Stone, though, which I, I figured it might be yellow, right? But I think the only reason why it was red was because Scarlet Witch is red.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, so, all right, so fair point. I, I'd forgotten that that was the case. They mentioned that in Age of Ultron that they were re- they were working on the Infinity Stone in order to enhance other folks. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, there's something there. Like, she's tapping into a similar source, of the reality. stuff Because again, her power is power over reality. The reality stone is red. Her powers are red. Just, I don't know. There just seems like there's something there.
1: Well, I, th- I would say it's power more of her mind, right? Because she uses the mind control thing in 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 uh in Age of Ultron. But she floats, to, like, you know,
0: and levitates, and sends out blasts and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's it's more than yeah. more than mind.
1: I know, but I'm just saying that like, the powers came from the Mind Stone, and uh, I yeah. So the, the Mind Stone clearly has a lot of of power, right? <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> it can do a lot of things.
0: Okay. So uh, it, here's the thing though. Like, like how familiar are, are you with her comic book interpretation?
1: I mean, you know, I know like a little bit about what, like the house of M stuff. And exactly. How she's, like, no and exactly. Kind of stuff. Yeah. She can
0: speak reality into existence or out of existence. Like that is, that is like quintessential to who she is. But I thought she was like a, a powerful, like
1: psychic.
0: Uh, I mean, you know, they've always been somewhat nebulous about that. Like, it's, all right. So, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, it's a combination of two things. It's one, she's got kind of these mental psychic abilities that are, you know, mutant in origin, but she also has these magic abilities that are, you know, trained, Doctor Strange esque. And so, I think it's like a combination of the two is what gives her the control over reality. So, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I just thought there might be something there. I'm still going to stand by it just because I think it's cool. And who knows? Maybe at some point. When X-Men finally come into the world or mutants finally come into the world, perhaps it will be as a result of Wanda telling the world, you know, no more mutants or, or more mutants or now there's mutants or whatever it may be. <laughs> she just
1: goes mutants. And that's like that's like the 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 end credit scene is like Scarlet Witch, just, you know getting up going mutants and then they play the 90s X-Men cartoon theme
0: i could see it Matt. like have you seen the um the mock up that somebody created of all the the various potential new marvel phase films Mm-mm. okay so somebody created this this graphic that is a I mean, it's, it's a nod to the original phase release of kind of that big black screen with all of the, you know, Captain America, civil war and Thor Ragnarok when they first revealed that at D 23. And so what they did is they essentially, they had one that was like Dr. Strange Illuminati and they had one that was Thunderbolts, but the, O was actually dead Deadpool's face. And so it was (laughs) all of these very like, you know, really like exciting titles And of course it was completely fake, but it did make me think about like, you know, when Marvel is ready to announce the next phase, the next suite of films, which will likely be after the next infinity war. What is it like? What big titles do they have that are going to get people excited? You've got, you know, like secret wars or secret invasion. Those are, those are two pretty big ones. Um, but then if you actually have the X, the X-Men coming in doing like house of M as kind of an X Men Avengers like first crossover, or or that leads to an X Men versus Avengers or something like that, that could be fantastic, man. And I say fantastic intentionally because, of course, with Fantastic Four, perhaps they'll be ready at that point to announce, you know, that Fantastic Four will get their own homecoming, so to speak.
1: Yeah, it's I don't know that that merger is kind of frightening, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I
0: let's let's not focus fr- on from on like. The-
1: i don't like one company owning owning like you know what 40 percent of the entire media uh you know (laughs) output of of a nation (laughs) i think that's just kind of weird to begin with but you know that aside uh if anybody's going to do justice to those you know franchises that fox owned it will be uh disney because you know disney's all about making their money back like they did with star wars and, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so they're going to, they're going to keep making those movies because they're going to keep making money until they stop making money and, you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, th- I think it would be cool to see kind of like, I don't know if, if it's their, you know, cause what are they, what do they call this arc? I know. Cause we have, we have multiple phases, right? Yeah. Phase and one, then, phase two it, and
0: phase three. So this, this is the end of like the 10 year culmination of those first three phases. Um, yeah. Did, did they give a name to that?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so either. Well the saga, the first saga, right? Ooh. And, I like that. Yeah. And so like the the first Avengers saga is gonna end with uh uh Avengers four. And then who knows, maybe they'll start doing some like X-Men stuff, like you said, and then the the end phase of or the end saga for the next one would be, you know, Avengers vs X Men. That could be neat.
0: I think that'd be cool. Um, you know, and, and I I could I could easily see Ooh, House of no, I got it at some it. point. Yeah, what's up?
1: No. No, 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 no. <laughs> the end. What they should do though, the final the final Marvel movie that they make should be Deadpool Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just Deadpool yes! killing everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's brilliant. I would love to see that. And then, then like
1: Deadpool kills the X-Men, Deadpool kills the DC universe, and then we just we're just done with comic book movies at that point. And then it's There's over. It's
0: all done. Deadpool killed it.
1: <laughs> yeah, a trilogy. Deadpool kills the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. <laughs> Deadpool kills the DC cinematic universe and then Deadpool kills all superhero property characters. Yeah, no, I, I and th- then it's just
0: done. I think it makes sense. <laughs> oh. I think that'd
1: be a beautiful way to do it.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. Brilliant, man. We got some great standout moments. We got a, a girl power scene, too, with the team up of Scarlet Witch, Black Widow and Okoye. Uh, you know that that, uh, you know, let, let's fund that crossover that needs to happen. Assuming that yeah, right. you know, <laughs> that Scarlet Witch is is not gone, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um the Battle of Wakanda overall, you know, like I mentioned, we've we've already got the uh you know the Rocket and Bucky. Yeah, well, they got we we got that team up, we got uh the girl power team up, we also got uh you know the 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 Hulk uh banner having performance issues, embarrassing uh Tony earlier in front of the Wizards. Uh what what do you think's <laughs> going on with Banner, man? Where, where where where's Hulk? Where's where's Puny Hulk? <laughs>
1: Uh, Hulk got his butt kicked by Thanos in the first five minutes of this movie, like <laughs> handily, handily. Cause that's the thing is like, when you're incredibly strong like that, you don't really need style, but like Thanos is, is, is incredibly strong. Maybe not Hulk strong, but like he knows how to fight. And so when he's fighting this big old berserker dude that he's, you know, pretty close to the same strength of, he just tore him up. And so Hulk's like, nah, I ain't coming out of there. And I wonder though, if, uh, you know, when the whole snap thing happened, if, Thanos or, or, or if, if the Hulk can be dusted you know like I was wondering that afterwards huh. we, we, we see Banner you know he's one of the one of the one of the or, you know basically only the original Avengers survived but like right you said we'll right. talk about that later um, yeah so I don't know I don't know if the Hulk was like I, my, my theory is just he was scared because he got the crap beat out of my Thanos and he's like I'm not going back out there to get my butt kicked again I'm used to being the baddest that there is and I wasn't at this point and uh so nah hmm but uh but yeah i i, I don't know like now i'm kind of curious though as to what happened after the snap uh to whole hulky boy so uh we'll, we'll have to figure that out
0: so you think it's possible that hulk could be separated from banner by the snap i mean i'm wondering
1: because i mean they. they, they... It's, Banner treats them as as if they're two separate entities.
0: It's like him and the Hulk. They've certainly so like they've certainly become that. I mean, you you even said yourself, I think when we did our Ragnarok review that you know he, they they are very much going that route where they have they may not have started that way, but they've evolved, especially with the events of Ragnarok, into becoming two separate entities. And so yeah. I see that, and I liked the way they kind of showed that too, with kind of the half face. And then the Hulk kind of popping really quickly inside the. Uh, like, no, no! <laughs> like, what does that mean? That was that was, <laughs> that was hilarious. You know, the Black Order actually the way they um they they kind of each had their own way of being various members of the Avengers. Like um uh oh shoot, uh, uh, Onyx, the, the big dude with the with the axe hammer thing.
1: Oh, uh, Dark Star, Dwarf Star, I think.
0: Yeah, so he's like an amalgam of Hulk and Thor which is really interesting, especially since Thor never actually got a chance to fight him. Uh, and then of yeah. course the, uh, the Squidworth dude, which was, uh, that would be the Ebon Maul. Oh my gosh. Ebon Maul was well done. He was great. Oh, he was perfect. very well done. The, the other ones yeah. were kind of, you know, blinking, you miss them. But, but those two in particular stood out, Ebon Maul especially. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, Thanos's children, they kind of got, they, they kind of got destroyed pretty quick. Uh, I feel like a lot of the, the marketing buildup for who those characters were, was not necessarily wasted per se, because you needed to have some significant generals hit the floor, especially if by the end of it, Thanos is going to be staring off into the sunset. But yeah, I, I don't know. What, what did you think of the black order?
1: Uh, like you said, I really liked Evan Maul, uh, but I thought the other ones didn't really have any sort of true development. Um, and I, you know, the movie is two hours and 40 minutes long, so I didn't and, and, and on, honestly, those are ancillary characters that aren't too terribly important. Uh, I would rather than focus on Thanos and, and develop his character uh, than to spend time trying to get us to care about characters that are ultimately going to die mm.
0: uh
1: and so <laughs> yeah like because i mean obviously the avengers are going to defeat those guys i mean come on uh it's just going to happen and that's what did happen and uh i was kind of surprised at the efficiency at which they took them out uh Evan maul for example i didn't i i thought when he like you know got sucked out in space something was going to happen but you see his face frost over and it's like nope that dude's dead i did not see that coming like that uh like i thought they might be in the final like they, they would all die in the final climactic battle which is what happens to the rest of them but uh yeah uh, dwarf star i uh, would have liked to have seen him fight the hulk but you know whatever uh corvus glaive uh really interesting his glaive made it so that he couldn't like vision couldn't phase i would have liked to have seen some explanation for that like uh, it did, did uh is the glaive powered by the mind stone as well like something like i don't know uh, and then, you know, Proxima Midnight is just, you know, she's just a fighter chick and she got splooshed all over uh, <laughs> <laughs> all over Black Widow. Uh, but, you know, all, all in all, you, you could see that there, you know, Corvus and uh, Proxima, uh, there's some sort of relationship there. It wasn't really fleshed out, but, uh, you know, whatever. Um. They, they were fun they had some cool fight scenes and really ebon maul was the only one i sort of cared about because he seems to be like the mouth of thanos like the the herald if you will like the mouth of sauron in uh return of the king and so i, I think he was the only one since he did all the talking who really needed you know any kind of development i felt he was probably yeah. the most developed but uh yeah yeah o- overall i you know they they were kind of throwaway villains with the exception of maybe Evan Mall, because he kind of was mr exposition slash herald of thanos sort of thing and i thought they did a good job with them uh, for the most part but you know again i i'm just would rather them spend time on thanos uh than his lackeys that will ultimately be destroyed
0: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about ultimately being destroyed, man, because, of course, the snap heard around the universe wiped out, in fact, half the universe and quite a large number of the characters we've come to know and love faded away into dust. Belle, even before that moment, there were a lot of there was, you know, there's a lot of death, a lot of destruction, a lot of pretty uh, gut riching mo- mo- moments. Who do you think? By the end of age of or age, Avengers Four, who do you think after the next movie will be alive versus being dead? Because I don't I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't think that they would really officially kill off Black Panther after making, you know, ridiculous buckets of money with with that last franchise.
1: Yeah, like that's what I was going to talk about. like that's the, Black Panther's death and Spider-Man's death were the two, I think, supposed to be the more emotional ones, right? uh uh because you know black panther's sitting there you know and he's saying come on let's get up this isn't a good place to die or like, this is or this is like this is no place to die and then he dies right yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and then spider-man's all like you know i don't feel so good and you know oh, i don't want to go i don't want to go and they drag his death out longer than anyone else's because they want to pull in that emotional impact which you know for the most part i'm sure worked but for me being you know a guy who looks at freaking movie slates for the next 40 years out And, you know, and and from box office, you know, movies making box office history, you know, those characters aren't dead. And so it kind of lessens that emotional impact a little bit. It was still it's still a powerful moment and it was still really great. But, you know, you can't just you can't just tell your brain to stop thinking about that in the back of your head. Uh, And so so my guess is, is that pretty much uh, the only people that were uh, the only Avengers that were left alive look to be the original Avengers. Uh, And I feel like that's going to be flipped. It's the original Avengers are going to like team up to figure out how to fix it. And and as a result, they're either going to sacrifice themselves or, you know, uh, put themselves out of commission one way or the other. So that this new generation is going to, going to step in and, uh, uh, take the mantle, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think when it comes down to it, like, you know, killing, killing black Panther was the biggest tip of the hat. Like I could even, I could actually buy Peter actually dying here for a number of reasons. One of which is that the Sony, Situation is so nebulous as it is today that perhaps it actually makes more sense for Marvel to kill off Peter so that they can go on to a Miles Morales where they have more creative control and the ability to flesh out uh, his experience more than they can with Peter at the moment. Um, Also, they could theoretically make this movie a sequel to Peter's next film. Uh, especially since, you know, he's, 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 his movies are going to be one year after another, regardless of the timeline of everything else as he goes through high school. So yeah, I could, I could see them actually killing Peter in this, in this instance and this iteration of him, it would be tragic. And I think that's why it would work so well, but black Panther was really the tip of the hat that was like, okay, these guys are fine. Like they're coming back. Uh, The question isn't necessarily whether or not they're coming back. It really is a question of how. Now, there is a strong theory out there that most of these, uh, if not all, of the life across the universe was actually put into the Soul Stone itself. I would even look at the scene at the end where right after the snap, before people started failing away, we have Thanos meeting Gamora in this orange, vast ocean of a universe that's just empty except for her. Uh, theoretically that is the universe within the soul stone. And and when he steps out of that, when he returns back to reality, that everyone else starts kind of entering into that vastness, that kind of purgatory place, and there might need to be a trade. And perhaps that's where our original Avengers step up to, to make the trade. One thing that kind of struck me is that we don't necessarily know the, uh, the fate of Shuri. And let's say this is, I'm going to make this prediction. If Shuri becomes the new Black Panther in the next Avengers movie. We saw from you know the, the last Black Panther that when, when taking on the mantle and drinking the heart shaped herb, you get to visit the ancestral plane and speak to the spirits of those that have passed on, specifically Black Panthers that have passed on. Well, if we open up on Shuri taking the herb as the new queen of Wakanda and going and seeing her father, but not seeing T'Challa anywhere she could wake up and realize, oh, hey, they're not dead. They're somewhere else. And she could actually be the one that kind of rallies the Avengers to kind of find out like, hey, you know, what we think happened didn't, like there's something more at play than we we fully realize yet.
1: Hmm. That's so- interesting. Yeah, you know, it's that that could be a really neat way for them to do that because yeah my my guess is is like what you're saying is that everybody is in the soulstone dimension and that's how they're going to figure out a way to bring it back and like since the soulstone you got to trade stuff to get people back uh obviously the avengers are going to trade themselves uh or something like that be stuck in the soulstone um but yeah that would be really neat to see if if yeah, if, if she does drink the heart shape herb go and like you know where's T'Challa and they're like what do you mean he's like uh because he was removed from existence so like another thing that I'm going to wonder too is is do these people know after this event happens is it like they're all just wiped from existence as if they never existed period or is it just from that moment on they're gone
0: yeah i i I would imagine that they like i said i th- I think they'll probably be in this kind of purgatory like state you know a lot of people are making the prediction that perhaps time travel will come into play I, yeah. I don't see that I don't see that but what about you no no like well, what I want say is is like
1: do the the fifty percent of the universe that's left remember the people that died or are they completely removed from existence as if they never existed and to 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 the people that survived See what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I see I see what you're saying. I think that the I think it's going they're going to feel those deaths and they're going to know about it. Okay. I mean like that's look the last scene of the film, pro, well, the next to last scene of the film where the remaining avengers are all in the woods and they kind of group up and you know uh you've got Rocket sitting in the background. By the way, I'm sure by this point you've heard that the I am Groot that Groot says to Rocket at the very end was translated as dad. He was calling yeah. Rocket his father. And it was just this yeah. heartbreaking moment. Um, but you know, they're all there and, and Rhodey's kind of walking up like what's going on, what happened? And everybody's silent and he kind of looks around and then it hits him and he hangs his head and Steve is in the forefront and he's just breathing hard and kind of looking up and like, it's just, it's just hitting him almost all at once. Like it's just building, building, building. And he just says, Oh God, like he realizes that this isn't just these individuals but that it's it's the entire universe. It's the it's it's the entire world. It's the entire universe <laughs> on a planetary universal scale. They didn't just fail; they failed in the they most colossal hard. way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like you know, I think that I think that that weight is going to be there. You know, we even saw, of course, after the cookie with. Um, Samuel Jackson with, uh, Maria Hill and, and, uh, Nick Fury in the car and seeing, you know, cars crashed all around them. And in fact, they themselves actually fade out before he pages 90 style, uh, Captain Marvel to, I'm going to guess that she's going to show up on the scene next movie to get Tony back to, to earth. Like a lot of people are thinking like, Oh, Captain Marvel's going to save the day. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think someone who's not an Avenger is going to be the one that saves the day in an Avengers film. But I do I do think that she is going to be responsible for getting Tony back to Earth because we know that Tony means something. Otherwise, yeah, Tony's important. Like that was the whole thing with Dr. Strange, right? Like he didn't give it up because one we don't trade lives. That was everybody else's excuse. But he, he gave it up because this was the only way he says that he says this is the only way in reference to the only potential timeline where they could theoretically win.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all 14 million of them failed except for the one where he gives them the Infinity Stone
0: right so yeah man or i'm Uh, hoping
1: that's the one because i'm hoping it's not one of those situations where it's like you know there's 14 million that we all lost and about 7 million of those i give the time stone and then like you know three and a half million of those uh something else has to happen and then like (laughs) it whittles it down i'm hoping that it's like you know there's not too much in the air because if so uh dr strange should have laid the plan out for how they won to tony before he puffed
0: (laughs) Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right so Overall, man, this was this was I I for me, this feels like a massive achievement, a massive, like triumphant moment for Marvel in the last 10 years. I, I went on Facebook as soon as seeing it and said, you know, the criticism that I've seen some lay at the feet of this movie that, you know, it it's it's too much, it's not for everybody. I don't see that as criticism. I see that as do accomplishing exactly what this movie should be. This is a gift to To the fans, to those of us who've been showing up for every single movie, for those of us who listen to the podcast and read the blog posts and keep up with what's going on and know the ins and the outs behind the universe and everything else. This is this is like goes well beyond a love note this is this is like a, a symphony that we all get to share a piece of because we were all part of making And the way that we you know voted with our money the way that we got behind these films uh and the way that we've been able to send criticism uh you know when when they've dropped the ball like in the form of the mandarin and praises where they have gone above and beyond like uh, what they've done with black panther and with several others and so yeah I, this this movie was for us and i love it and they did a great job. And This is this generation's Empire Strike Back, and I think that's a fair thing to say. And yeah, for me, five out of five. What about you, man?
1: Yeah, five out of five. Uh, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying there. Like it's, it's definitely, it's kind of disappointing that like if you if you hadn't seen ten years worth of movies, that this movie might not you know, work for you or you might not enjoy it, which is which is kind of a shame just because I I I'm of the mind, you know, you should try to make movies accessible to everybody, you know, and, and not not necessarily accessible to everybody, but like I don't want to have to go and read a bunch of like like they did with Cloverfield and stuff where it's like, oh yeah, you know, you go read all this stuff and then that explains the plot as opposed to just explaining things in the movie, you know, like like those kind of things. So I, that's kind of sad, but like I I completely understand it. And uh, yeah, this, this is, this is what they've been working for for the last 10 years. And honestly, it's not for, you know, everybody, it's for the people who stuck in there and, and, and like you said, voted with their money and did all that kind of stuff. This is, this is what, this is a love letter to and uh, who this movie is for. And so, yeah, you know, because of that, I, I think they, I, they, they couldn't have done a better job with this movie. They just took all those storylines and all those threads and all those all these, you know, 10 years of movies and just brought them together. And honestly, I cannot wait for the the next Avengers movie. Like I hadn't been this excited to, be, to, to to see, you know, the next Avengers film in, in or in quite some time, Uh, probably since the first Avengers film when I was like, holy crap, I want to see what they do in the next Avengers film. Then Age of Ultron came out and I was like, eh. And, uh, <laughs> and now we have Infinity War and I'm like, I want to see the next Avengers film. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of funny because, you know, there, there, there's some parallels that I've seen people online drawing between uh, the last Jedi in this movie and how, you know, both of them kind of ended on a dour note with, uh, you know, the, the stakes being uh, very uh, poor for the bad or for the good guys. Right. Because the bad guys seemingly win uh and and it's really interesting though because the difference here is that like you know the, the issues that i have with the last jedi uh kind of made it to where it's like eh you know episode nine whatever or episode yeah yeah episode nine you know yeah it's gonna come out i guess we will go see it but like i'm not too terribly excited but for mm. infinity war four or or uh, Avengers 4? I'm Avengers I'm 4. Huh? stoked. I'm stoked for it, man. I cannot I'm think.
0: all in. What do you want to do you want to make a prediction as to what the title is going to be because they've yet to they've yet to announce it?
1: Uh, Avengers Assemble.
0: It's got to be, right? Yeah. Like that's got to be it. I'm I'm hoping that's it. I'm hoping that we get a moment in the film where Cap finally says the iconic line. I'd love to see in that in that you know, kind of big final moments for a lot of those, what we assume will be a final moment for a lot of those characters a return to some of the more classic approaches to their uniforms. Um, him saying Avengers assemble with the heroic shot of all of these characters, uh, those that, that, that died this, uh, this movie and those that may die next movie all coming together for one final charge. Uh, we, we didn't really get that hero moment. Like the, the hero moment in this film was actually Groot rocket and, and, you know, and Thor showing up. Uh, you know, there yeah. it was a there was a hero moment for Cap when he was in the shadows for sure, and kind of his return. But I think that the biggest, like, you know, they, they even played the swelling Avengers mu- music when Thor returns to Earth. But we still need that big one of all of them charging assembled together to go off and save the day. I, I cannot wait for that moment to happen. I do hope that happens next movie, man. And uh, when it does, we will be here to geek out with you because. I don't know about you, Bell, but I, I survived the snap. Have you, have you checked to see if you survived? No,
1: I did not. No, I did not. You didn't? <laughs> no, nope, oh, I did not.
0: Are you feeling okay? I, I, I don't feel so, Bell. <laughs> well, one way or the other. Well, uh, hopefully somebody out there will sacrifice themselves to get Bell back. Uh, but <laughs> one way or the other, we will definitely be back. And by the way, uh, just if, in case you're wondering... For those of you uh, who discovered this particular episode on the Flash TV talk feed, uh, that's because our, we're, we've been having some issues with the panel to screen feed uh, after a, a violent hack virus that, that impacted that particular show. And so uh, and it's, it's funny, Bell. Half of the, the, the potestary shows just kind of all of a sudden virally disappeared. <laughs> I thought about Was that the, the other day. Virus? It must, it must have been somebody, somebody snapped somewhere. But, uh, but anyway, so we wanted to make sure that we got this out as soon as possible to folks. So that's why we're putting it out on Flash TV Talk. Uh, for those of you who normally listen to Flash TV Talk, hopefully you enjoyed this, even though this has nothing to do with DC or the Flash. Uh, and for those of you who are paneled to screen uh, purists, but you've never listened to Flash TV Talk, stick around on this feed. Check out some other episodes, and uh, you know we'd love, we'd love to have you as a listener here as well. Uh, but until then, that's going to do it for us. So for me, for Bell, for Bell's mom. Hi, Mom. What, 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 I'm not what, feeling so well. What, 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 <laughs> this is awesome.